Josh, I'm not going to start the show. Ah, uh, you just did though. Fuck. Got got him. Hi everybody and welcome to Nostalgia Entertainment System or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> you always get on me for sounding upset. Now you sound upset. Do I get on you for sounding upset? Sometimes. Oh. So I don't I mean You mean like that time we were at Joe and Fabrics and the lady asked what you were making and you pointed to your <clears throat> supplies and just said blanket? No, I said I'm I'm I we've told this story I think already, but I said I'm making a blanket. Just said blanket. You just heard blanket because you were behind me. Uh, and also, that doesn't excuse the fact that it's a dumb question <laughs> that the lady asked because she looked at the product and the biggest word on this thing of yarn is the word blanket. Maybe she was trying to make a joke. Yeah, she's not good at it. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, I'm Paul. I'm uh, one of your co-hosts here in your nostalgic experience. <laughs> I slurred that last word somehow. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I'm your host, Josh. Um, I didn't share this with you, Paul, but there was uh, a little part in the last episode that we recorded where you sounded so Italian. <laughs> really? You had, you had like the like a stereo like a stereotypical accent. In like the word that you said, and it's very funny. I have it saved somewhere. Oh, I, I would love to hear it. It's it's. I think it's pretty funny. Which episode was that? Uh, it is the. Oh, it's one that we just put up. It was uh, it's the one with Rio. Oh, okay, not the childhood injuries. No, it's the the sick days mm. one. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I I didn't even like catch it. I like had to stop and like listen to a certain part of it around that to like make sure it sounded okay. And then as it kept looping, when I was like looking at other stuff, like, wait a minute, Paul sounds, Paul sounds so Italian right now. <laughs> I've been watching Sopranos. What can I say? It's rubbing it's, off It's on really me. got to you. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've been killing people too and <laughs> dealing drugs. Your two favorite things. Yeah. And you love nothing more than those two things. Nothing at all. Nope. Paul, today we've got a guest with us on this fun episode. This brand new episode that we still don't know how to start. We're doing it right now, baby. Off the cuff. Yeah, it's always off the cuff. I feel like sometimes it shouldn't be. I don't know. I think you're people just like, too, you're people too, like consistency. You're too in your head about it. You you had a good thing going for a while and you've you've started questioning it. I don't think I've ever had a good thing going on about it. Is that what you said? Yeah. All right. Well I don't I don't know if that's how I said it. It might have been. <laughs> you've been doing a good job at it. Now you're just in your own head. Ah. Uh, yeah, probably. In any case, we've got a guest with us. Today we have joining with us the actual moon. It's Luna. Yeah, it's me. I was trying to save up a burp to do <laughs> my intro, but I don't have that much control over my body. Can you not burp on command? No. Can you? Uh, wow. See, that's a more burpy burp than my actual burps. <laughs> I don't know how I learned to do that either. I don't what? remember. I don't remember anyone ever teaching me, 
but it's something I think that I just learned like, oh, this is like a thing that I can do. Hmm. My older brother can do it, but I never learned how myself. Wow. Can you make any funny sounds? No, I'm dreadfully serious. <laughs> can you, uh, how about, how about, can you fart with your armpit? I remember that was a huge thing when like, oh yeah, we were, when, when I was a kid. I've got huge armpits, so I can fart actually really well. <laughs> with Here. I'm not even going to put the mic up to my armpit just to show how loud it can be. <laughs> That's, That's pretty solid. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I've got deep armpits. I don't think I've mentioned this in the pod, but you can fit like your whole fist in there. <laughs> Most people cannot. And I'm not talking about like in your underarm. I mean the armpit itself. Wait, what's the difference? I don't know. You guys did look impressed. I'm trying to impress you both. <laughs> No, I was impressed. I was trying to think of like a double fisting joke. But I didn't really. <laughs> I I didn't make it there, so I'm just gonna put the idea. He's out got there two instead. fists. I mean, two, that's two pits. Pretty good. You got it out there. Yeah, I used to think I was. It was really funny because everyone would do like the farting armpit thing, and it took me longer to learn it than a lot of my friends. And so to one up them, I would lay on my back and then do it with my legs and both of them, so I would just kick, <laughs> so I could do it like rapid fire. <laughs> Because you can't really do both arms at the same time, but you can do both legs at the same time. So just rapid fire, non-fart farts. <laughs> oh, Paul's Wait, giving it a I shot. I want to try two arms at the same time. You can get like silent ones in there. Yeah, but... it's just no good. But with legs, you can like control both. <laughs> I think I'd have to take my shirt off to really do that. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not prepared for that. I didn't even know you could do it with your legs. That's news to me. I could. Whoa. Maybe you, maybe like the general you cannot. And that was actually... A special talent of mine, but hmm, I've got very honestly haven't thought about it in years. I've got shallow knee pits. What <laughs> I don't know what you call that. I think knee pit is correct. Knee pit, leg pit. It sounds weird, but it's not any different than armpit. It's just that we've made armpit normal, mm-hmm. which is weird because if you think about the body parts that we have names for and don't, it feels like there are ones that we probably should have a more common name for before armpit gets one. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it's because there's products for it. They're like, we have to have a name for this. Like the only reason there's a name for it is because like mm, capitalism. Yeah, it's Army Hammer. He's the one that <laughs> he named armpits. Yeah, after he, himself. That's where he put the stinky ones. Yeah, <laughs> it's because he made the deodorant, and then he was like, I gotta have a, I gotta call the place where you put this. He's gonna call that place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how phones worked back then. Ring, ring. You just pick up the phone and you go, you say the name and it has to be distinct. No one shared names then. (laughs) And that's why it was armpit and not like underarm, which we call it now, but that was taken by somebody else. Mm -hmm. John underarm. (laughs) Yeah. The underarmer guy. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that product started as fabric that you would just put in your armpit. Weirdly Mm. enough. And uh, nothing else. It was just fabric. I know someone, um, this is like a friend of a friend thing and I'm not going to say their name. Cause I don't even think I correctly remember it. So it's not that interesting, but I know someone, it was like the dad of a friend whose roommate was like, Hey, we want to start this cool company. Do you want in? It was like college roommate. And he was like, no, a bunch of their friends went in and that company was under armor. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Whoa. And I think he just told that story to like, feel a little better about having missed out on having yeah, some I, like <laughs> like billions some, of dollars. Yeah, billions of dollars. I feel like that but company... They get to go like, on like Wheel of Fortune one time, I think. So that's cool. Oh. Wow. That's an interesting life right there. I mean, you Miss, got, Missed out on Under Armour. And then Wheel of Fortune? And then got to go on Wheel of Fortune? That's yeah. pretty cool. That's 
I mean, that's two more accomplishments than I have ever done. I feel like he's missing out on. Is that an accomplishment? (laughs) I think that's one accomplishment. And then like a fun story. I guess it's more of an experience than an accomplishment, which I guess maybe that's like, maybe the wealth and fame was the friends we made along the way by telling our stories of (laughs) failing to gain wealth and fame. I I remember Under Armour just like completely showing up out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, I I feel it was there all along, but Mm-hmm. underneath <laughs> everything underneath else. all that armor. You mean you saw somebody take their shirt off and then yeah. you're like, oh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to I go back to the uh, the weird talents thing that we were just talking about. Like Luna, you said you were doing the, the knee pit farts. Yeah. Um, what are some other talents that you guys had or that you saw like other kids have like growing up? Because, I mean, I remember there was a kid in my one of my Spanish classes, I think it was in high school. And like somehow the teacher found out that he could clap with like one hand, like, but like really loudly and really well. Mm. And so she would just occasionally like get distracted and be like, Hey, will you do the one hand clapping thing? And the teacher would, Yeah, it doesn't sound like a good teacher. She was actually really good, but she, she was just one of those like funny, cool teachers, you know? Mm. Uh, But Neurodivergent, probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually what that means when I look back at it. Which it is no no critiquing, but because that be. was me, and I was like, "You're like me," and people don't like us most of the time, <laughs> unless their kids trying to get out of work, which case they'll love you. Yeah, I used to be really flexible, and I was thinking about this earlier today. So, um, yesterday I watched a lot of like golf swing videos. Um, Cause after you took that video of me, Paul of me swinging, I realized, wow, my form is a lot worse than I thought it was. Cause it, it felt like my body was doing the right motion or whatever. So I ended up watching a bunch of like how to swing a golf club videos. And I noticed that like, so like everyone like keeps their left arm straight, mm-hmm. like the entire time. So I was like, okay, I'll try that. And it's hard. And I'm realizing yeah. that like my body is just like so rigid. But I used to be very, I like, I, when I was a kid, I remember just like, I could just put my legs behind my head. Really? Yeah. Wow. Up until I was like seven years old, seven, eight years old. I was like, there we go. Look at this cool thing I can do. <laughs> and I like roll around and shit. That was always like the peak thing that I wanted to do. Cause that was always, I feel like in shows and stuff, it was always like, Oh, that person can put their foot behind their head. Mm-hmm. I was like, that would be rad. Mm-hmm. That was like peak goals when I was probably <laughs> seven or eight when you were able to do it. I yep. thought you were real cool. Yep. And then uh, now I can't do it anymore. In fact, I can I can barely move at all. That's where I'm at. Wow. Lost that talent. How the mighty have fallen. Yep. I used to be able to do a lot of pull-ups. Mm, me and, too. And not because I like worked on that. I just could from since I was little, like little skinny arms, but can't do that anymore. Yeah. I used to weigh a lot. I used to be a really skinny kid. And I remember like in school when I was like, all right, time to do pull-ups like in PE, I could like knock out like 15 of those things. Yeah. Same. And now I can, and now I don't, I can't even do one. Yeah. I can't either. Yeah. It's cause we all get so much bigger, but our arms kind of stay the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless you're working on that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was always like the fit kids that would be like, oh, like, like I remember kids that were on like football teams and stuff that'd be like, who can do the most pull-ups? And someone struggled with one. And I was like, I can do a lot. None of the stuff that you guys do, but specifically <laughs> that one thing, I can do that. 
How did you guys do it? Sit and reach. No, I could not do that <laughs> for like the presidential fitness yeah. stuff. Yeah, no, that we were actually given. I don't think we would have actually gotten the award if we did complete all these. But that was one where they gave us like an alternate at school if we couldn't do that. Because there was one kid that was like one of those kids that just in middle school was like taller than all the teachers and he would reach and like not be able to reach his knees. And they're like, this is not something you can work on in this year. And we want you to feel like you can actually accomplish this. But no, yeah, I could never, I could never reach my toes. I I would love to hear or just, or just like be like a fly on the wall in whatever board meeting they had when they're figuring out what metrics to figure out how fit kids were. And then someone deciding like, well, how far can they reach when they sit down? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like to me, that like there are so many other metrics that you could probably test, but just like, well, they got to be able to reach, right? If your kid can't reach, I won't teach. That's what they were probably <laughs> <Yeah>. saying. <laughs> it feels very similar to the food pyramid when I was so like, because I was in school and I remember being like, oh my gosh, the presidential fitness test is like the test of my strength and athleticism <laughs> in the same way that I was like, I need to have three glasses of milk a day or I will die. <laughs> like, probably like 20 pieces of bread. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ugh. They really just kind of threw us to the wolves in school and we're all like, man, they really worked hard on all these systems and you get older and you're like, mm -hmm. none of them knew what they were doing and none it's, of us know what we're doing, but we will tell kids that we do. <laughs> it's also so weird to think like that that was just like a weird blip because of the administration. Like, that's not something that they've done for years. It was just there for, like, that bit while we were in school. And, like, they don't do that. And I'm, like, I'm pretty sure, like, no kid knows what sit and reach is anymore. And I'm pretty sure they don't, and like, they don't do standardized testing anymore, do they? Oh, I have no idea. Like, I think they do. I mean. Because that was also part of, like, No Child Left Behind or something, where it's, like, all schools need to have, like, kids pass these tests so you get money or some bullshit like that, right? I don't really know. I was... I know that was part of it. I don't know if they've gotten rid of that now. Hmm. I mean, I think the school system's still not great, but yeah, I don't know. Fine. I was about to say things like I knew what I was talking about. I do not. I have not <laughs> been in school for a while, and I do not know much about school. Yeah, I did. I was a very poor student. It was not good. My grades would say like otherwise. Poor performing. No, my grades were great, but like you mean as like a you student, had no money. Yeah. <laughs> I saw rubbing it in, Paul. <laughs> Sorry, I was one of those rich kids. I was always. <laughs> yeah, oh. you lived on Broadway. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I did grow up on Broadway. <laughs> but it, in a tiny town in Montana. <laughs> not not really tiny, I guess, but a normal Montana town. Normal Montana town, little. Little in comparison to like towns in other states. Most other towns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what were you going to, you were going to say something? Uh No. <laughs> that's, that's, you know that's totally fair <laughs> i that's, think i had some joke in my head about how it was called broadway because you needed the wider road for like how stuffed your pockets were with cash <laughs> <laughs> but, you, know, you know sometimes just explaining the joke is just as good <laughs> yeah most of my jokes have to be explained because i can't think of you know how to wrap it up so. Yeah, I would say a lot of my jokes are me being like, wouldn't it be funny if I told a joke about this? <laughs> yeah. And people are like, eh, it would have been. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad you couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess shifting gears a little bit. Wait, I did poorly on the sit and reach. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wanted to know. I, I was about to, to stop you. because I forgot I asked. You were about to ask, I feel like, multiple times. 
It's all right. There's other things happening. And this really is unimportant as far as the grand scheme of the universe. But yeah, I did bad. And the gym teacher, I think, felt bad for me. Yeah. One year, I remember he was like, boy, you got to get better at that. <laughs> think and of I, all the times you'll be sitting and reaching, Paul. Well, he just said, you could, you're not very flexible at all. And I was like, uh-uh. But I was also huge in like at that age. I, was, I grew up to be like my height now. And then everybody else was still, you know, a child. I had this voice. I was basically an adult. But I was, <laughs> you looked exactly like you do now, sounded exactly like you do now, and you weren't flexible then. Exactly. I'm still not flexible today. Yeah. I should be, though. I'd like to do yoga or something. I've, I was thinking that, like, you know what? Maybe if I did yoga, I'd do better at my golf swing. So we'll see. Maybe. That feels like the two opposite ends of the spectrum of, like, types of people. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the Venn diagram of people that do yoga and golf is maybe like you in the center if you start doing yoga. And until then, it is two separate circles. Yeah, I think so. And then I'll bring in the, like I'll bring in another one where it's like I also play a ton of Monster Hunter. Here's this weird triple Venn diagram. Like I'm in the middle of it. By yourself. Yep. I like a lot of weird things all at the same and time. And none of the circles want you because of the other circles you are in. Yep. So you will be in your little Listen, monster I kept hunter. trying to tell this lady yoga all about Rathlos, but she just wouldn't have any of it. <laughs> so I got so mad, I swung my golf club at her. <laughs> now I'm not allowed back at that yoga studio anymore. And every time I, whenever Paul and I are golfing, I try and tell them all about, you know, the warrior pose, he just hits me with a golf club. <laughs> Even though I'm interested in yoga, <laughs> I'm still hitting you <laughs> with a golf club. You can't let that side of you show when you're on the golf course. No, I, I want to be uh, accepted by all the white older gentlemen <laughs> yeah. in polos. Want to be accepted by the white older Nah, I'm not going to go on with what I was going to say. <laughs> That's fine. I realize I'm just talking to stereotypes that I don't care to strengthen. But I'm glad you guys have stuff you like. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I have stuff I like too. Yeah. I hate having stuff I like. Ugh. Wish I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> ah, true millennial. <laughs> ah. Really? Speaking of nostalgia, that was me most of my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> on this episode, we're going to be talking about wishing we were dead. Ah, another episode of Therapy Cast. Yep. That, that, when you're talking about nostalgia, it's pretty easy to cover the two, mm -hmm. it turns out. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is pretty true. Is there like, does nostalgia, it doesn't have to be good, does it? I think if it's bad, it's called trauma. <laughs> Which... <laughs> I think we talked about in the, the Todd I think, episode. Yeah, I, I believe so. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because I think... Because we're talking about some of these things, and I'm like, is this nostalgia? It doesn't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> I think nostalgia is a good feeling. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if you can be... I think you can learn to be nostalgic for something you thought was bad at the time. I don't know. Like, when you're thinking about... Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I think so. If you're like... If but that's also hurt. kind of trauma, too. You can think something's good, and then it's trauma later. Mm, yeah. There's probably a word for it in German. Probably. You know, they have, they have words probably for Probably a word for like, it in lots of languages, yeah. though. We have a lot of words, but not a lot of words as well. Mm -hmm. We being English. Yeah, I mean, we have there three times, so yeah. not a lot of variety in our language. <laughs> uh, I guess shifting gears a little bit to just something else. Luna... Yeah. Much like, uh, I don't know, I, I, maybe it's been made apparent somewhat on this podcast, um, but much like myself, you like keeping up with technology uh -huh. and like what's going on. And it's also related to this episode, but Apple just had 
their event. I don't know what they call those now. The Apple event. Yeah. I don't know. Because they used to be like, yeah, because they're live streams right now. Yeah. Weren't they like keynote things? Yeah, keynotes. They used to push keynotes a lot. Now I think they just call them like, I think it's just called events. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they had an event yesterday as we're recording. Yeah. And I was uh, curious to know what your thoughts were on any of the stuff that they that they announced and um uh i probably have some oh, i don't know it was good yeah. my, my favorite thing i always leave apple events being like oh man i have a favorite thing there and then i have the thing that actually will impact my life and my favorite thing is the imac which is the new ones which are so th- retro looking i think they I look love great them. yes and there's so many people oh, out there that are like these things look ugly these things blah, blah, blah. It's like which i don't know I don't know how you can think they look ugly. They look great. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you should trust my... Because t- I, I have two chihuahuas, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're going to be so ugly when they get older. I'm so <laughs> excited. So, like, in terms... But I, I think they look really cool. And they make me... They're, like, retro, but not, like, that far back retro. Like, they remind me of the old IMAX, those, like, gumdrop IMAX. Yeah, with, like, that circular base thing with, like, the screen that came out are you talking about that one no not that one these ones were like still like the crt ones oh, and they had the speakers ones. built in and they were in all mm-hmm. different colors mm-hmm. yep yep yeah those ones um which i didn't use but they were like so iconic in my brain it was like this wonderful thing so that was the thing where i was like do i need one of the these no do i want one yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was thinking about that when i was watching i was like man what if i just switched everything to this imac even though I think objectively that's a pretty poor route for me to go, I couldn't help but think like I could just I could just get one of these. Yeah, like I think it would be fine for me, but I also acknowledge that that's because I have focused so much of my life. I've been doing that for so long that I hit one Apple event and I'm like, oh, I can adjust my life a little bit to fit <laughs> this product. And then the next one comes and I'm like, mm, here we go again. And I feel like I should give a disclaimer in all this that like, I don't like capitalism, but while we're here, <laughs> <laughs> while we're here, I want the new thing. So, yeah. So that was fun. And then, uh, what else even was there? The new iPads are cool. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I think I actually think I might get one. Whoa. I Not think, for a while, but. But yeah. I feel like so often they do stuff with iPads and I'm like, that's really cool. And it will not be taken advantage of like, no, not taken advantage of in a bad way. Like people won't be able to use it because mm-hmm. it's still like running iOS apps, which as much as they want them to be like pro, there aren't very many of those. Yeah. But the, I was out talking about this earlier today and thinking about this where because the new iPad pros are going to have that are going to have the M1 chip in them or whatever yeah, both i'm at yeah which so i'm is wondering like amazing, if apple doesn't do it someone's going to figure out a way to get mac os on there yeah and like yeah because it's the same architecture that yeah. ios has always been using um that the m1 chips are built off of they're basically just like slightly more powerful a series chips which are like what the iphones use and everything and there's no reason. I mean, the M1 Max can run iOS apps natively. I don't see why I can't go the other way around. It absolutely could. Yeah. At least if they could just run Mac apps on there. They don't even need to run the whole software. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they don't. And if they had just put a touchscreen on that iMac, like, it would be amazing. But mm-hmm. they didn't. Oh, well. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts about uh, the AirTags? I think the AirTags are cool. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I don't. I want them, but I don't know what to to use them with. I'll probably get a few, but, and just like drop them in my bag and stuff. But 
Because I always thought tiles were cool, but they only work as big as like the tile network is, whereas these are pretty much like every iPhone, every which is iPhone. a lot. Mm-hmm. And as much Apple's about the only company I trust to like purposely buy a thing that allows more tracking of me because I think it's not because I don't think they love money. They do love money, but they don't like their business benefits off of privacy versus yeah. like Google. But I think they're cool and they're slick. They look like an Apple product um, and I'll probably buy some, but <laughs> that's about it. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was pretty fun. I was mostly just excited to like, I, I just like, whenever those things roll around, I'm like, yeah, I just like looking at, I think a lot of it, I just like looking at all these new things. Yeah. Like that little like thing that they like video thing that they had or like just a segment for those new IMAX. Uh, for me, it was just so fun to watch. It's like, yeah. wow, look at all these cool colors. Look at these nice, like these nice shapes, nice right angles, like corners. All I don't know. Yeah. The designer part of me is just like, mm, I love this. Yeah. It's not practical for me to get one or have one, but it comes in a nice blue. So I'm not, I can't be upset about that. Yeah. The entire presentation too is just like a lot of excess because when they did events, it was like all presented, but now that they're at least while they're still doing these pre-recorded ones, it's so, the transitions are so extra. And it's, mm-hmm. there's one point where like the shot pans down into like this pond thing. And then there's just like a whale in there. And obviously <laughs> there's not a whale in there, but I'm thinking like, clearly they just said, we do not have a budget for these transitions because why would they either go get footage of a whale or like get a CG whale for this one tiny shot <laughs> and it's just so extra and i'm like it was fun to watch i don't know yeah i don't know they're they're I, th- those things are just always fun to watch for me i don't know as, as someone that has like always been interested in just like whatever new technology comes around for me it's just like always fun to watch those kinds of like presentations just to like see something new I don't yeah know. because as much as stuff comes out apple will come out with stuff and they do always say like, this is a huge innovation. We invented this. And it's like, you usually didn't. Sometimes you did. Yeah. But it will tell you where the market is going because everyone follows mm-hmm. Apple. Apple's not always the first, but if they do it, most times you can assume everyone else is going to do it. That is if they true. do it and Samsung makes fun of it, it will be industry standard in <laughs> three years. Yeah, it's already. It's, it's guaranteed. Oh, for 100%. Um I will say, though, that when they started off that presentation uh, talking about podcasts, it's like, we've made we've made it so much better. And then they didn't do the one thing that they really need to do, which is like I, I would I would probably drop Spotify for podcasts if Apple did what Spotify premium does, where if I am listening to something on my phone, I can pick up on my desktop. But I can't do that with my phone and iTunes on my computer. Hmm. Because you don't, don't use a Mac. No. Right. Yeah. Because no, you I, can do it on Mac. Yeah. But like, if I don't know, there, I'm sure there's some way that you can do it if I'm logged into iTunes on my like on my Windows desktop. Yeah. There's got to be a way. But the fact that you don't, you haven't done it yet, is just like no, you cannot say that you are making podcasts better if you're not doing this very basic thing. You're not in the ecosystem enough. Uh, apparently not. iTunes for Windows is the equivalent of like stores having in the back those things that you like put the card in and then slide it to like get the indentation of the numbers like credit cards they have like one around for someone that's like 
well, my card doesn't expire until 2025 and it doesn't have a magnetic stripe. <laughs> That's about what iTunes for Windows is. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> like, be glad it's still there. That's a good. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's a good. I mean, I, I don't use it for anything other than making a backup for my phone to make it redundant to what's on iCloud. Like, that's the only thing I use yeah. it for. That and even have, still, like, they don't want you to do that. Like, every <laughs> update, it feels like they make something where they're like, stop backing up your phones, use the cloud, <laughs> pay us for iCloud. I mean, I already do, but I'm like, no, I need to, I need to have another one. Just yeah. in case. I don't trust I don't trust uh everything. Cloud. I don't trust everything. Even still, those backups it does save like some of your data, but when you actually go to load that onto a phone, it still has to re-download so many of the apps. Mm -hmm. So it's just it's silly. Paul, do you have any thoughts about these things? Uh I have none. You like whales? I was gonna say maybe that well, that was a sneak peek. Maybe it's gonna be an eye whale. I don't know. <laughs> that was that was what my brain was working on most of that time. The Apple Whale. Oh, that's good. Apple iPod is today's episode. <laughs> Slick and, uh, transition. We'll <laughs> and we'll see you after the break. <laughs> The iPod is so fun and easy to use. You just take this cool little device, you plug it in over FireWire to your Mac, it launches iTunes, takes all your music, all your playlists, and automatically transfers it down onto your iPod, and then you can unplug and just go. It's so fast, you can for a whole CD in 5 to 10 seconds, and all your music in just 5 to 10 minutes. The iPod was designed for you to have your music to go. It's small, fits in your pocket. Only six and a half ounces, has over 10 hours of continuous battery life, and a super thin five gig hard drive. So not only can you take your music with you, but you can take your data with you wherever you go. The iPod is the first music device with FireWire, which is 30 times faster than USB, and has power. So when you plug in your iPod, you both download your tunes and charge your battery. The iPod and your Mac work together as a complete solution. We made sure the hardware and the software all work together seamlessly. And that's one of the really cool things Apple can do. All right. And here we are, back into it. Wow. Hi, bitch. That's what I call our listeners. <laughs> one singular bitch. Hmm. Joe. <laughs> I'm kidding, Joe. You know you're you know I love you. I was just thinking bitch and then in parentheses plural. <laughs> that works too. I keep bumping my mic. I apologize if you have to edit any of this out, but I don't know. I probably won't stop. That's fine. Because I need my hands to move. That's fine. I can't speak without my hands. I was listening to uh an episode of The Rolling Stone Studs today, um, which is a, a podcast that um, our friend PJ does, and I was on this episode, and somehow just chunks of my audio are gone. So sometimes oh. they'll ask me a question, and there will be silence, and them going, "Hmm, oh," <laughs> <laughs> and it was pretty funny. And I, I have not told them about it, and I don't think I will. Um, but they can find out if they listen to this show if they if they figure it out. Oh, we know oh, they don't. Yeah, they don't listen to this show. Hmm. No, it's a one way street. Maybe. Well, then. Uh, Fuck them. Yeah, and that's what we say. Crappy audio mix. You should <laughs> like do a commentary and put it on this podcast. That's <laughs> you answering those questions. Oh, so it's yeah. like, or release it as a Patreon perk for this podcast. Yeah, we should do a riff trap. 
riff track for podcasts. For podcasts, that would be that's actually a really funny idea. <laughs> Where you like to well, like the conversation is happening, you're just talking over it. Like, and here's when they asked me about this thing, and what I was thinking was this. But and so it's just garbled audio because you're listening yeah. to two conversations. We can be the first reaction channel for podcasts. I like the idea of trying to make the worst possible thing <laughs> for in podcast form. Like that <laughs> would be pretty bad. Or like anything where they like review. If you've ever watched a podcast and they're like, let's watch this movie trailer. And then they have to like address that a lot of people aren't going to go watch it. So they describe all of it just so they can then talk about it. I'm just like, look, this, <laughs> this medium has gone too far. I, I was editing one of our Patreon episodes from a few weeks ago and we watched the that YouTube video of Orson Welles like getting drunker and drunker and like an ad for <laughs> champagne. And it was we didn't even describe it. We were like, let's watch this video. And then it was just us laughing for about five minutes. And then we... That's some good Patreon content, yeah. though. Like, <laughs> I, I deleted all of it. So there's mm. no mention of Orson Welles. Well, oh, there really? There is a mention of oh. Orson Welles, but I did not leave in the that we watched the video because <laughs> it was mm. so boring. You could have put it... You could have put that clip in there. Just the laugh. Oh, I don't know how to do that. You could have asked. Well, it's happened already and well, it's gone forever. Docking your pay. Shit. <laughs> uh, in any case, today's episode's about iPods. Yep. Where podcasts were born. Yeah. The iPod broadcast. Uh-huh. I'm surprised. Did they ever, like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like they would have tried to really, like, protect that name. And now it's but become it's generic. it's good that they didn't. I guess. Like, well, like I don't the think- fact that podcasts were created by what is now, like, one of the or one of the world's wealthiest companies and most people don't even realize it is awesome it's one of the only like open standards left besides like email i suppose so yeah Mm -hmm. and spotify is trying to kill that by like (laughs) making you know it not that but they're trying to kill email (laughs) no (laughs) they're not actually trying to kill podcasts but they're doing like spotify only podcasts which kind of gets like ruins the whole point of podcasts. Mm. Yeah. I have feelings about that. Spotify is great, but that makes me sad. I say a lot of things make me sad and I think that's cause they do, but I'll, I'll try to keep it peppier. <laughs> I feel like I need to be, no, I need to contrast you, Paul, because I, you're done with everything. And typically I'm very <laughs> like cheery and happy, but I haven't talked to many people in the last year. And so it's been a sad year. It's been a fucked up year. It has. My year has been great. Josh is doing good. That's good. He's got a podcast. He's wearing contacts today. Yep. There are around 500,000 people that would disagree with you, but. Well, sucks for them. I had a great year. At minimum. Well, they probably, <laughs> yeah. So I guess I, I, I'm, for me, this might be a little bit difficult of an episode purely because I did not have an iPod until, until I moved here and I was, I was working at Best Buy and I was like, you know what? This iPod classic is on sale. I'll just buy it. And that was my first iPod ever. And I got it when I was 20 years old. Wow. <laughs> um, like The so last f- iPod. Yep. So or far, almost the last so one. far past when like it was a thing. I mean, it was enough that it was called the iPod classic. Yeah. And it was just a normal, like it was just, it was the normal iPod. Like what you would think when you see an iPod with just like the, the screen and the click wheel yeah. and the silver back, like that, that's what I had. 
Um, and it was great. I loved it. It's also really weird to think of a time when I would just have so much shit in my pockets because I would have my phone and I would have my iPod and I would have my headphones and like there's just, that's just too much shit in my pockets. And now it's, it's, it's reduced. It's great. Yeah. I remember um, I had, I think my first experience with um, iPods in general was my friend got an iPod shuffle and I at the time had like just like a dinky little MP3 player um, and it had, mine at least had like a little screen and you could choose what you were playing. And I think it also had more memory capability than the iPod shuffle that my friend had. But for some reason we were both like, God, this shuffle is so cool. It's so much better than my stupid MP3 player. Even though you couldn't, you can't <laughs> pick your song like to listen to. That was. Yeah. And it was like, like before voice assistants and stuff. So you, mm-hmm. you just had to like, yeah, I think there was a dedicated switch on some of the shuffles. I think so. Makes like the name toggle. That, yeah, it lets you toggle between repeat and shuffle. Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> what you did. Then you're skipping through all 75 of your songs to yeah, so you can find the one that you want. And they were like a weird long, they're like tube shaped. Oh, the original you were talking was about those ones, like yeah. the white plastic one, the original one. Yeah, yeah, the bottom like popped off, and it was. It was a USB. It was a USB. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was straight up like you just plugged it right into the computer. Yeah. Even came with a lanyard, wear it around your neck like a cool guy. Man, yeah. I miss when stuff came with accessories like that. Right. And now now you have to buy all that separately and it's stupid expensive. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, so I guess to I don't know, just to maybe move it forward or something, but uh as someone who at least from uh, pretty much since I have known you, Luna, uh, that has often gotten like the newest Apple thing. Uh-huh. Uh, well, did you get the iPod like when it first came out or like, did you kind of no, like jump into I was that a little, little later? I was a little young for that. So like brief rundown of iPod history for people that don't know. I think the original iPod came out in like 2000 or 2002 and that was like chunky boy. And the whole thing was like a thousand songs in your pocket, which is not that much memory, but that was like how they marketed it. Because at the time it was like that or a CD. Mm-hmm. Like I think you can go watch the original presentation and they're like, a cassette can only hold this much and a CD can hold this much. They had those for a bit and then they kind of branched that off into the video line, which was sort of a continuation of those classic ones. They were like large, kind of just kept having more and more storage. And then the nanos, which were the babies. And then the shuffles, and then eventually like the touch. That wasn't that helpful to recap, but there it's there. So where did where did where did your iPod journey start? So I remember my first, my very first ever time like touching an iPod. I remember it because I had, I don't know how old I would have been. It was an iPod Mini, which mm. was like before the Nano and was smaller than the original, but still would look very chunky today. They were like kind of, they were very rounded sides. They came in a bunch of fun colors, which is becomes like a theme with iPods. I think they were one of some of the first to like come in colors that weren't just black or white, maybe even the first to come not in white. Cause originally they were all white, mm-hmm. but my babysitter had one. So that tells you around what age I was. I don't know, <laughs> like 10, maybe, maybe younger. And she showed me how to use the click wheel, which blew my mind. Cause like touchscreens weren't a thing then. Mm-hmm. And so it was like this capacitive surface that you can just move your finger on. And it also clicks. I thought that was so cool and so slick. But my first actual iPod that I had was an iPod video. Mm, okay. 
So those were the first ones I could play video. It had 30 gigabytes. Ooh, a hard boy. drive. Yeah. I mean, I had maybe like three albums worth of songs. <laughs> so I did not use the 30 gigabytes, but I did. I did just think it was so cool that I could play video. I remember the first video that I put on there um, was three episodes from Disney Channel. It was the crossover event of That's So Raven, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody <laughs> and Hannah Montana. So it was All one- three of them? All three. Whoa. It was called Holy That's shit. So Sweet Life of Hannah Montana. Oh, that sounds kind of familiar. Yeah. Um, so I had, there was like one episode in each series and they all overlapped. And so I had all three of those episodes and I had them on my iPod and I would just watch them on loop. Hell yeah. I, nice. I think they were $2 a piece. So I yeah. spent like $6, which was probably like an iTunes gift card that I got for <laughs> Christmas. Um, so yeah, I did not like take advantage of all that space <laughs> on that lovely, lovely hard drive. You could like hear it ramp up, but yeah, that was my first experience. And then from there, I had a lot of different iPods. I was going to make a list. I think I've probably had like a dozen different iPods. Dang. Wow. Because wow. I would just sell it and buy a new one mm, okay. and sell it and buy a new one. Pretty much the only thing I spent money on when I was a kid. That was mm-hmm. like a luxury, you know? Mm-hmm. Paul, what about you? Um, I The first iPod that I owned was also an iPod video. I think it was probably the same one with like 30 gigs. Yeah, and I don't. I don't know where I got the money for that because they were expensive. I remember I got yeah. it for Christmas, and I I was just thinking back. I think it was two hundred or two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, which is crazy that I was like, I got that for Christmas. That's wild to me. Like I should have thanked <laughs> my parents a bit harder then. But, but yeah, I I think I must have like saved up for mowing lawns or something, and I think I got mine on sale because I didn't get mine until I think eighth grade, maybe seventh grade. No, it was seventh grade. Cause I remember the, I remember one of the first times I used it, um, I was on my way to get my wisdom teeth out. And so I remember listening to that on the way over cause a running thing in, in Helena where I grew up is that doctors there just aren't very good. So (laughs) my wisdom teeth out, we drove to Bozeman (laughs) Didn't do it in Helena, which I thought was just a thing like, oh, yeah, you always go to different towns for these things. <laughs> no, and other people come to your town. That's just how it works. Yeah. And then I, I kind of was thinking about it like as an adult, like, oh, no, that just means Helena has bad doctors, I guess. Um, but so I remember plug, booting that thing up and then listening to, um, you know, probably Lincoln Park on the way to get my wisdom teeth out. Um, and then I remember... The I never had a movie on there. That was always the dream was to download like Pirates of the Caribbean. They were expensive. They're still expensive on iTunes. Yeah. But what are like, they like twenty bucks or something? Twenty, sometimes twenty five. And I feel like that's how expensive they've been. Sometimes yeah. they would go and sell for ten dollars. But like, yeah. And that was the only way to get them on there for a while. Eventually, they started having like the digital codes you could put in. Mm. But yeah, it was just yeah that was and they never went on sale. Whereas like you get DVDs on sale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. iTunes movies were a luxury. And a DVD, you could just, you know, you could watch it on your TV instead of a teeny tiny little screen oh, yeah. uh-huh. with your little Apple headphones <laughs> that were very tinny, I think, at the time, or much tinnier than they are now. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so I, I never had any movies, but I did download. I remember I bought an episode of South Park, which I felt very cool about because I, nice. I hadn't watched South Park before that, but it, I downloaded Man Bear Pig. <laughs> and I would watch that on road trips just all the time. And then I also 
subscribe to the Homestar Runner podcast. Oh, hell yeah. Which was just, they just took all their like web so web episodes and put them on the iPod. <laughs> it, it wasn't any different or anything like that, but I loved, I love to just be able to watch Homestar Runner any time I wanted to. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah. I feel like that was definitely like, so I never, I never had an iPod until college, but my very first, my very first MP3 player was like a dinky little plastic RCA thing. Um, which I don't even think had built in storage. You had to like put an SD card into yeah, it. Yeah, full sized SD card. Yep. So I had yeah. I had like I had a two gigabyte SD card. Oh, that's huge. That I two like gigabytes. stuck in the back of that. I remember paying fifty dollars for a two hundred fifty six megabyte SD card for my Ooh. camcorder, <laughs> and then I would take that out and reformat it and put music on it if I wanted to borrow my mom's MP3 player before <laughs> I had an iPod. Oh man, yeah. Oh man, I. It was, I remember there being a two, so it's either 256 megabytes or two gigabytes. I don't remember which. When I think about when I would have gotten it, it might be, oh, maybe it was, hmm, maybe it was two gigabytes. I honestly don't really remember, um, but <laughs> but that was the first thing that I, that like, first MP3 player I ever had, and then I think my freshman year of high school, I got a Zune, so yeah. I never had an iPod. And, uh, it's, it's, for some reason, it's just always, I don't know what it is about me wherever, whenever there's like a thing that's like, yeah, this thing is a cool popular thing that everyone else has. I'm going to go the underdog route. And mm. I always take whatever is like, you right. invest in HD DVDs. <laughs> I wanted an HD DVD of 300 <laughs> so bad one time. I didn't know that it, I didn't know it was a different format, which is probably why it died because no one knows, no one knew that you needed an HD DVD player. Yeah. Well, no, because you could have an HD TV yeah. and a regular DVD player, and I could see everybody's dad and grandparents be and mom. And me. And Josh, little baby Josh, being like, oh, of course I could play this. Yeah. I have an HD TV. I have an HD TV, and, and then, I have a DVD player. Of course the HD DVD will work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I I don't know. There There's something about me where, where I'm like, sometimes I just like going with like the less popular thing, as long as it's just as good. And I think the Zune was just as good. It well, I mean, yeah, that, yeah, I mean, Zunes were very good. They're kind of like a joke now, but mm-hmm. they were really cool. I remember like sitting in a, I think a Chili's, and <laughs> me and my friend were arguing over like iPod versus Zune, <laughs> mainly because we had just both just like spent a bunch of our allowances on I had bought an iPod and he had bought a Zune, <laughs> and so we were both like, no, mine's better, and we're getting very offended, but. That's they were both very, very cool. Like 2007 conversation. It was. Especially in like a Chili's. In a Chili's. Yeah. <laughs> two kids arguing about MP3 players in a Chili's. It's really yeah. funny to think about. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also, and maybe maybe it was me just trying to convince myself, and I still kind of stand by this, where I thought that the software for Zune was also way better. I thought it looked a lot nicer and I thought it was much easier to navigate than iTunes. But that also had to do with the fact that I didn't know how to use any of that stuff. Like I remember being on the bus during a field trip or like some sort of school trip one time. And I was like listening. I was sitting next to, I was sitting next to someone that I kind of knew, like kind of knew from school and kind of knew from church. And I didn't really know him that well, but like, He's the only person that I knew in this group. So it's like, oh, I guess I'll sit next to you on the bus. And then he was like, hey, if you want to listen to something, here's my iPod. You can find something and we can listen to it. I'm like, okay. And I remember just thinking like, 
it was in my hand and like, I don't know how to use this thing. And I like kind of froze up and then just like, do you like put, do you like, it's okay. So I think I've seen, I think I've seen people do this. You like take your thumb and you like spin it around. I'm like, okay, cool. That's what this does. And I think like, it was like already on like the, like the song screen. Yeah. So instead of like scrolling through anything, I just changed the volume. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's, that's not what I want. That's not what, like, okay, how do I back out? And I think he had used it enough maybe that like it kind of worn down or something. Mm. So like I couldn't, I didn't know what any of the buttons were and I just like felt like panicked. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I don't think I need, I don't, I think I'm fine for now. I just handed him back the iPod. <laughs> but that was like the first time I had ever like even held one or used one. Um, so maybe it's just me just trying to convince myself that like, yeah, this is better. And it's only better because I know how to use this thing. Which is fair. And I think, I like I think back about the softwares for the two and it's definitely just a nostalgia thing for iPods, but they were basically, it was set up like a file manager. Basically, it was just like, mm-hmm. here's a list, pick from that list, and then we'll give you another sub list and you pick from that. Like it was the most basic. I mean, they like, I remember them souping it up and being like, oh, we have this higher resolution screen and like it's in color now. It it was the same software from the very beginning. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, it was, but whereas the Zoom like I look at it now and I'm still like, that looks really modern and iPods look classic because that's what I knew. But like Mm -hmm. Zunes look really good. And I feel like I remember them having much larger screens relative to the bodies. Yeah, I think so. At Um, least some of the later ones, especially when the Zune HD came out, which I think predated the iPod touch by like a year or something. Yeah. But just did not take off as as much, but like full touch screen, like color, like, all that stuff. Um, the thing that I remember a lot about the Zune software was that you could ha- it could have skins. So I always remember just yeah. like picking like, oh, this like, I mean, obviously now like this kind of lame looking like pattern like, like has a gradient all over it and has a weird like transparency thing on. I was like, this is the coolest shit ever. Just like <laughs> mess around with this on like my parents' like CRT monitor desktop. It's like, this is the coolest shit ever. Um, I'm going to make a word art PowerPoint to tell my <laughs> friends about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to look sick. And I definitely did that for, uh, for, for an assignment in eighth grade. Um, yeah, I didn't, uh, man, my thing with iPods was just like, I just did not understand how any of them worked. but eventually I came around to it and I, I no longer have that iPod. I know I've told Paul this, or I don't know if I've told you. But there was one day that I was hiking on Mount Sentinel, not, not even, I was like running up Mount Sentinel or walking, whatever I was doing. And, um, you have told me this story. Yeah. Okay. And you lost it up there. I lost it. I got up there and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go a little higher up. So I went up to the summit and I was like, well, it's starting to get dark. I'm going to head back down. And I had my headphones in like the whole time. And like, I don't know, at this point it may be, maybe have been like a couple hours so my ears were starting to hurt. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take off the headphones, take them out, put all iPod headphones in my pocket of my running shorts. Mm-hmm. And as I'm like jogging down the hill. Never trust running short pockets. N- nope. Mm. Nope. At some point just fell out. And the thing is like, I, I wouldn't, I didn't notice because my headphones weren't in. Yeah. And because they're, it's loose and it's like, Hank, like just kind of all, I don't know, wishy-washy in there, just <laughs> fell out of my pocket and I lost it. I remember spending like an, an extra hour on the mountain, just like, okay, I went up this way and I think I went up this way and just like going up and down switchbacks and like all this stuff, trying to look for my iPod, never found it. I feel like you're not the only person that I know that has lost an iPod up there. 
But I don't know who else has told me that story. Mm. Maybe there's an iPod thief up there. Mm. The iPod mm. ghoul. Yeah. The iPod bandit. The iPod mountain bandit. Yeah. It's They're just up there. Bill Gates <laughs> <laughs> being mad about like people not buying enough Zunes. <laughs> You no. were right the first time about Zunes. They were cool. <laughs> he's he's up there just like, this person's got an iPod. He takes that and then replaces it with a Zune. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck did I get this Zune? <laughs> I would have loved that. That would be but. so confusing if that, <laughs> that happened to you. Like, just look in your pocket. Like, did I always have a Zune? <laughs> I'm trying to think what music Bill Gates would decide to put onto the Zune. Mm. Besides just like... Halo soundtrack. The audio, <laughs> Halo soundtrack audiobook manual for like the office suite yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's your workout playlist right there yeah 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 hi i'm clippy <laughs> microsoft office hey i'm clippy run faster bitch <laughs> that's what i want <laughs> my clippy fitness assistant <laughs> um speaking of music uh what music did you listen to when like you were a kid oh Christian stuff <laughs> like not traditional Christian I mean you didn't go, have like hymns in there no <laughs> Were you I like mean a- drive anywhere in the south and then just search on the radio until you find something that sounds like it's trying really hard to be rock but they mention like lord every few words <laughs> that's what I listen to like Toby Mac ah yep that he was my favorite I had all his <laughs> albums uh I don't know, like Mercy Me, Reliant K. Reliant K. I love Reliant K. Jars of Clay. But I didn't have that much music. I mean, I literally, it was like three albums worth of music. I remember they were about to hit like a billion songs sold on iTunes or something. And it was like, if you bought the billionth one, you could get like a $10,000 iTunes gift card. And I remember- (laughs) Broken by Lifehouse, I think was the name of the song. <laughs> and I I bought that version and then I went and checked the counter and it wasn't at a billion yet. So I went back and bought the acoustic version. <laughs> so I had two versions of that song. <laughs> that is so funny that it was the same song. <laughs> I didn't have any other songs I wanted. I had wanted it so bad and I waited <laughs> so I could try to win this thing with my last two dollars on iTunes. I would love to go back and listen to some. I mean, I, I could find it on streaming probably. And I say that like I would I would probably like listen to a few seconds of it and be like, mm. but I like I used to use my mom's iTunes account. And I remember specifically I got like thirty dollars in iTunes gift cards one Christmas. And I was like, this is my chance. And I made my own iTunes account, and like rebought probably my 30 songs that I had with that <laughs> money. And so I don't have some of my like early, early song stuff anymore in my iTunes library. But yeah, it was mostly Christian stuff. Mm hmm. That that was very similar for both Josh and I. Yeah. I remember my first non-Christian album. (laughs) (laughs) I was in sixth or seventh grade and I had a friend, probably my only like non-Christian friend. And because I went to like a Christian school and all my other friends were from like church or family friends who were just from other churches. It's funny because Josh always says he had a Christian friend. You guys are like opposites. Yeah. Was it you? (laughs) No. Uh, Anyways, my friend was like, I need to get you some good music. And so he brought me Who's Next, the Who album. Mm, And it's the one where they're like, I think they're like peeing on a stone in the front. 
It's probably going <laughs> to offend a lot of people because they're going to be like, that stone was a specific thing. It's like a big pillar thing. I don't know, whatever. They're peeing on the front. And I took it home and I burned it onto my iTunes and then listened to that like on repeat. I thought it was so good, mainly because I wanted to be cool, but I still like get very nostalgic for that album. And then I remember my like youth pastor gave a sermon about stealing and so I went home, <laughs> I went home and deleted it off my iPod because I had burned it for my friend's CD. And then whenever I got an iTunes gift card, like a few months later, I rebought it. Wow. Wait, so did you never like. I never pirated music, really? which is probably why I had so few songs. Mm. I'd listen to the radio or I'd use my iTunes gift cards to buy stuff. That's, that's wild to me that you, like you wouldn't even like rip CDs like from your friends. Cause I, I remember I also didn't pirate songs. Cause I was like, that's. I don't know if, if I agree with that, but I would definitely take any CD that my friends yeah. had. Yeah, like, and I it's, like it's funny because like, I definitely was technically savvy enough to pirate stuff. Like I was just on the computer. I remember just being on the computer and I would just like follow link trees to like different websites to learn about stuff. I remember just going to apple.com to like see if they had new stuff when I was so young that I had nothing else to do. Like I would go to like miniclip.com or... I would go to like the Apple website or I would just start Googling things. And that was like what I did because I just wanted to be on a computer. But I just, yeah, I never got into pirating stuff. Yeah, I, I didn't know how. Like I was kind of the same way with Paul where like if there if there was a CD around, like even if I didn't like it, I remember all of my mom's CDs. It's like, well, this is music that we have and I mm -hmm. want it. I want like I want I want that big number on my Zune. You know, oh, like as yeah, 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 you know, so it's like I got I got to get I got to get as many songs on here. So it's like putting on smooth jazz and Gregorian chants, just like all in my zoo. And it's like, well, it's a song, so it's going to go on there. But like, I didn't know how to like I didn't know how to use LimeWire. So I, I guess I should say I didn't know how to do like like peer to peer like music stealing or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um. So I would try and find like websites that were just like you can get free music here. So I remember going to this website, and I don't know if it still exists. It's it was called BMP3, and their logo was a little bumblebee. And I downloaded like so much Vampire Weekend from that website. <laughs> Hell yeah! I think if I had gotten into any music except for the Who, that I would have wanted, I maybe would have started pirating. But it was just like. As long as I was listening to Christian music, it wasn't that hard if I really wanted a CD to like convince my parents to get it for me or something for whatever my next birthday was or whatever. And I just didn't listen to that much, mm. which is funny because I loved iPods, but I just <laughs> didn't. I was listening to the same stuff. I mean, even now, like most of my music experience is just adding like shuffling my entire library. So it's constantly like I'm deleting old songs and stuff because mm, I've never built like a big library. I think the most songs probably right now is the most songs I've ever had in my library, which like makes sense because of streaming and stuff. And it's maybe like 500. But as a kid, I, th I think like maybe in high school, I got up to like 100 songs and that was about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As far as just like actually owning music, I don't own that much of it just because mm -hmm. it's so easy to find on Spotify or YouTube. Oh, yeah. I own almost like I'm, I I. I don't know if I own any music. I mean, I own whatever I owned on iTunes when Apple Music became a thing and I switched that or before that when I was I was on Spotify and then Apple Music became a thing and I'm on that now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like all, all the music that I own at this point, I own it because you can't find it on another platform. 
and also because it's physical. It's like a lot of the music I own is vinyl mm. um, or it's like a CD that came packed in with like a special edition video game or something where it's like you're not going to be able to find it on Spotify. Yeah. And if you find it on YouTube, it's probably not going to be a good it's not going to be that one or it's not going to be a good quality. Or it might be gone be in a week. Yeah. When it gets removed. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's all the music that I own just because, yeah, streaming is just where it is, where it's at now. Sometimes I'll hear a song on TikTok or something and I'll go and try to find it on Apple Music and I'm like, which I don't know why I haven't switched back to Spotify, probably just because I don't want to do it at this point. <laughs> but there are stuff that the stuff that's missing on Apple Music. They're, they're mostly the same at this point. But anyways, mm-hmm. I'll go and look and it won't be on there because it's some indie artist or something. And I'm just like, well, I guess I'm just going to leave this TikTok streaming for the next three hours and then I'll get tired of it. And then I won't care that it's not in my library. <laughs> there you go. It, this is uh, this is a little tangential, but have you watched or have heard of Dank Pods? Yeah, I was going to bring them up, but I, I was I meant to Google it before and put it in my notes. But yes, I love Dank Pods. Paul, do you know about Dank Pods? Uh-uh. Dank Pods is an Australian man that yells about iPods and MP3 players from the 2000s. And I feel yeah. like he came from nowhere and just appeared on everyone's like suggested he got, YouTube pages. He got that algorithm bump like no one's business. I feel like that and like RetroPlay and a couple other. It's basically just people taking like old technology and being like, remember this? Mm-hmm. And his is like he restores iPods and stuff and he just has a bunch of them mm-hmm. and he uses like an old iPad just as his like backdrop for some reason. That's <laughs> like, like his workstation just, is like the back of an like an iPad. Yeah, like mm. an old smart cover iPad. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's like I love that guy. It's it's great. I love his stuff he, because I'm like, you're just vibing like mm-hmm. good for you. Paul, I think I, I know I'm pretty sure I've also shown you some of his other videos because he has another channel where he remixes Simpsons like episodes into like songs. I did not know about this. Yeah. If you look up Dankmas, uh, <laughs> that's his other channel, which he kind of stopped working on because I think of copyright stuff. Mm. But he'll take clips from The Simpsons and he'll remix them into like house music. Oh, uh, you which, did I think you did show me that one or two yeah, times. It, it's great. But his new his like the channel that he actually like puts time into now is he'll like I think he got really popular with like he made a two terabyte iPod. So like so like at this point now with and I I think he's part of the reason why like iPods are like like the big collectible thing now. Yeah. Because earlier today I looked up iPod on YouTube just like okay let's see what I, I wanted to see what other people were maybe talking about with the iPod just like to maybe find some topics of conversation. Yeah. And like six out of the first ten videos that came up were like collecting iPods in 2021. Am I crazy? <laughs> it's like you motherfuckers are just copying dank pods. Yeah. <laughs> you mother. He's been doing this for years. It's interesting. Cause there's been a small kind of community of like iPod people since iPods kind of stopped being a thing. I mean, the iPod classic you had was the last classic iPod. It's like the last iPod iPod. Yeah, exactly. Like I think they still sell the iPod touch, but the last nano the last like two nanos had like touchscreens. They were basically just trying to be like baby iPod touches mm-hmm. and people still like will take those and replace the batteries and stuff. But it's pretty common. I think made more popular by dank pods that people will take like the classics. They're actually really hard to find swap out the battery for a better battery or just like a new battery and swap out the hard drive for an SSD mm-hmm. because they're so basic. You can just put in a massive SSD and mm-hmm. the system is like, yep, 
That's fine. That's fine. And it's not like if you try to open any iPod touch, any iPhone can't do that. Yeah. But then you could just like unplug it and then plug the new one in. And it's like if you format it correctly, it's like, yes, I am still an iPod. Mm -hmm. And I think people just like that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I I love that guy. I, I, I want to get him on this show. That would be so fun. He's Dank Pods is on like the guest bucket list for this show. Hell yeah. I think it'd be really fun to talk to about like literally anything. Yeah. Like can't talk about iPods. I mean, you can bring him on and be like, we had an iPods episode. I mean, actually. I would specifically <laughs> want to do not iPods. Yeah. That's fair. But he's a cool guy. Mm-hmm. The only other, so again, because because my like my exposure to iPods in general has been pretty limited. The only other thing that I really have as far as like what I remember about iPods was when the iPod touch first came out and particularly like, so cool. Oh yeah. Like I, man, I, I think I was in high school. Yeah. I think I was like a, I don't don't remember when the iPod touch came out, but I think it was 2007 or 2008. Yeah. I, I, I think I was a freshman in high school and one of my friends had just got an iPod touch. And I think it might've been like the second gen iPod touch or something. I think I I was in third or fourth grade when I got the first gen iPod touch. Okay. Wow. I don't, which like you're older than me. It doesn't necessarily <laughs> help, but yeah, I feel but, like I had some of my timeline off earlier now that I'm thinking about it. Cause I wasn't actually that old then. So I probably had my first iPod experience when I was like <laughs> five or six, but yeah, it was like 2007, wow. 2008, so, yeah, somewhere around there. Cause I remember, um, I was at, I was at a speech and debate tournament and it was, it was the end of the tournament. So all, everyone was like in the auditorium for the award ceremony. And while we're waiting for everything, uh, one of my friends like took out his iPod touch and like started playing around with it. I was like, Hey guys, look at this thing. And I remember that that's when that was the version of, if not the iPod, uh, it's the version of iOS that allowed you to like, copy and paste or something and he was so excited about that like just being able to like (laughs) highlight text copy and paste it yeah and he made such a big deal about like hey check this out and then like holding on to or like like tapping and holding on to text and having that little like loop magnifier come up and you can like scroll between like all Uh the letters and i remember just looking at that thinking like this is the future and they took that away i'm pissed i use that all the time little magnifying glass part. You can still copy and paste yeah. on, on iPhones and stuff. Yeah, I remember just thinking like, wow, this is crazy. And then like shortly after, um, as iPod touches became more like, I don't know. I, I guess as, when more people started to have them and as I like, well, I guess you have an iPod touch. Let me play with it. Um, mm-hmm. Most of my, I really most of like what I remember about those early iPod touch years were just like all the games because they were just pretty much like, yeah, they were pretty much for games more than music at that point. Cause it's like, Hey guys, you can develop apps now. Yeah. Because when they first came out, the, the app store wasn't a thing for the first gen iPod. Mm-hmm. Cause like the iPhone came out 2007 and then iPod came out either that year or the next. And I don't know when the app store came out, but it was like a year or more later. I think I remember there used, there was a feature that you could go, you could like, you can still do it now, but you can like add a, icon to your home screen on ios from a web page mm-hmm. and there was specifically a, a page on apple's website that linked to if i remember correctly it linked to like web games that were formatted for the ipod touch oh, so you could have those on your lock screen and i remember telling my friend i was like you're gonna be able to download apps and he's like i can already do that with this and i'm like no you're gonna be able to play with them offline and he was like whoa <laughs> but yeah like 
it's crazy because I remember like some of the like the big thing was like it could browse the web. Mm-hmm. And other than that, it was mostly just like a really nice iPod video because that was widescreen. Mm-hmm. You could turn it sideways to do stuff. I remember them like if you went in the music app and you turned it sideways, it switched to CoverFlow, which was just all your oh. album covers. And mm-hmm. they milked that so hard like every apple page with the ipod touch would show like a version of it with the site with it turned and they're like look how pretty all the album art is and yeah but then the app store came and yeah it just became like the handheld gaming device pretty much like killed nintendos and stuff for kids mm-hmm. it's not old saying nintendos but like ds's and stuff it was like <laughs> those were just gone i speaking of the the artwork uh like the album flow i i really liked it but as somebody who is using mostly CDs, um, like ripping CDs, not buying stuff off of iTunes, it was always very frustrating when, for whatever reason, like the artwork wouldn't load. And then oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you like do that, you like flip through all of the album covers and stuff. Just so much, just like blank, like boxes with little music notes in them because there was no artwork. It yeah. just felt so incomplete and stupid. And then you click it and it's like track one, track two, track three. It's like, <laughs> oh, I would at least like, I would make sure to like go in and like add the songs myself and like type them in like from the album name. Cause mm-hmm. I would hate to do to like have to add that by hand, but I would do it. Oh, yeah. I, I did the same thing. Like whenever, whenever I like was handed someone else's iPod and then I was like, Oh cool. You have like, you have this album. Great. I'm like, I'm going to like, I want to know what songs are on here. And it would just be like track one track. I'm like, what, what the fuck are you like? You don't know what these are. Yeah. Like, what is your, like, that always annoyed me so much. So like whenever, whenever I would put music on our computer, um, I would always like, if it didn't show up and it didn't like pick that metadata out of there, like I'm going to type it in. And I still do that. Like to this day, uh, where there's like a lot of songs, a lot of, it's it's mostly like video game soundtracks that are just hard to come by Mm -hmm. when it's like, I'm going to rip them from YouTube and I'm going to take the time to like add all of this metadata. Yeah. Cause it can't, it can't be unorganized. Yeah. And that was the thing. Like I, I did not like cover flow. I thought it was like, I thought it was so inefficient of just like actually being able to find something and like find what you want. But again, I it's think it's not that, about efficiency. Yeah, I know. It's I, pretty. I know it's pretty, but I was like, Look this at is these beautiful album covers. <laughs> for me, it was always just like, this isn't pretty enough to for me to like it. Its usability is too bad. Well, I also think some of that was coming at a time when they were really trying to convince like audiophiles and stuff to switch because people people that like appreciated records and things like that. They released mm-hmm. I don't know where this falls in the iPod timeline, but I remember they released something called like iTunes LP. And the idea was you would like buy a more expensive version of the album and it would have like bonus content. And the idea was like digitizing LPs and it would have, it didn't last very long and they had a very limited amount of them, if I recall correctly, but they had like custom art done. That was like an extension of the album cover. Mm. And then they had like little documentaries and stuff with it. And I remember them announcing it and I thought it was really cool. And then I remember never hearing about it again. And I feel like that was kind of part of it was they're trying to be like, it's your full music collection and, and like you just need this and you can just buy like our digital versions. And I feel like that's kind of what's what like records eventually became. Right. Where like you get so much extra stuff when you buy like a vinyl. A, a lot of times you also just get a digital code for it, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you're you got the physical thing, you might as well also put it on your phone. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's like a 
I feel like that's just a thing in general. Like with video games now, sometimes you can buy like the collector's edition and it will just come with the digital code, but also like extra stuff because they mm-hmm. don't actually have a physical copy of that game. It's just really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So like go- going back a little bit to like, and I, I looked up just like, okay, what were like all these old iPod touch games that I would play like on friends' iPods? And it's for me, I don't know. I don't know if it's weird to be nostalgic for a thing that you only ever did like for a week no that's like the best i'm nostalgic for video games kind of because i only played them at (laughs) friends houses yeah i guess i guess so because it's like i i all i distinctly remember um the very first ipod touch game i ever played was the one where you had to throw a crumpled piece of paper into a waste basket i think it was just called paper throw or something (laughs) like that with and there was like a fan that would like blow the paper it's like i I remember wrong about that but yeah, that was the very I, first iPod Touch game I ever played. I love that that is like a game that somebody wanted to make because it's like that is the easiest thing to do in real life. Like I see why video games are popular when it's like, oh, yeah, you're in Star Wars. You're flying a spaceship. You're like, oh, you're fighting a dragon. But no, this one was you're throwing a crumpled up piece of paper into a garbage can. Something that anybody can do pretty much wherever they are. Mm-hmm. Just so yeah, but funny. there's a fan that blows the paper and the fan <laughs> moves. But I think it's the same thing. It's like if you try VR for the first time, as much as it's like really cool to swing a lightsaber, if you like show me a room that's like I could probably find a room like this, but it but I'm not there right now. That's like just as astounding where it was kind of like that. It was like this is on such a small screen. Like when I f- mm. yeah, when I fling my finger, the paper moves mm-hmm. and then the fan blows it. That's crazy. <laughs> We were easily amused at that time, mm-hmm. I think. 100%. I remember I had a, an iPod Touch, and I have been this whole, like, this, since we started talking about them, I've been trying to think of what I used it for. And I think I literally just went on Facebook. I don't think I had any games. <laughs> wow. What did any of us do besides that then? That's a you good know? point. It, but I mean, I, might, I think I had music on there. I had music and Facebook, probably nothing else. Because I, I couldn't text on there because I didn't have it wasn't an iPhone, I couldn't make phone calls. Yeah, what a waste! <laughs> I mean, not what even, a waste! Not even Angry Birds. No, I didn't have any apps or games. Wow, no Doodle Jump, no Fruit Ninja. No. Okay, oh. I don't. Um, Apple Arcade's a thing now. Again, I want to say fuck capitalism. Don't subscribe to all these things. But if you do have Apple Arcade, <laughs> which is their app subscription like game service. They've started re-releasing or releasing remastered versions of like they did like a Cut the Rope and Fruit Ninja Hmm. and I think maybe Angry Birds. And they are remastered versions of the original because a lot of those have sequels now. But this is like it's wild that it's been around long enough that we're getting like nostalgic (laughs) apps because a lot of them don't. You can't download them anymore because like they're 32 bit and they're not supported anymore Mm -hmm. or something like that. Can't get Flappy Bird anymore. Yeah. You got to get Fabi Bird. It's the knockoff. Man, Flappy Bird. Okay. we I could I could talk a lot about Flappy Bird because it was such an astounding phenomenon. <laughs> That'll be your next episode. Okay. I'll come back and just talk about Flappy Bird. When you guys want to take a week off, I'll just come on and talk about Flappy Bird. <laughs> but yeah, man. Apps. It's wild. This is, this is a little off topic, but um, earlier today... There was like a there was a thing that showed up on my YouTube for a game trailer. Like I I like, oh, this game looks pretty interesting. And I hovered over it and got like the little preview. And I saw the logo for Platinum, who's one of my favorite developers. 
And I'm like, whoa, what? And like, it was uh, this was uploaded two days ago. And I'm like, I didn't hear about this. A brand new game from Platinum. And it's like, it's it looks like a game where you like, you've killed Japanese demons. I'm like, fuck yeah, this is, this is 100% my shit. And like, I watched the trailer and I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. And I can't believe I didn't hear about this. And right at the end of the trailer, it shows a sideways iPhone. And then it says Apple Arcade. <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking, I like, I'm not, I, <laughs> I got so upset like yeah. this game looks so cool and they it's gotcha. on phones. It's yeah. like, no, I'm I'm gonna hope that it's like a one year exclusivity thing and then it gets ported to like something else. Fair. But I I was so excited and then all of that and that all the comments were all the pretty much the exact same thing. It was like, oh, like, oh look at this thing, and it does this thing, and it looks like this thing, and it's on a phone. I was like, <laughs> oh god. They're trying so hard. I mean, Apple has wanted to get into like the pro gaming market for so long. Like they almost accidentally killed the casual gaming market. Like it exists now as apps, but they like killed like dedicated casual gaming stuff. Mm-hmm. Not completely, but they've wanted to get into pro stuff for so long and they'd like almost get there and they have some developer you've never heard of come and talk for like an hour at every keynote to be like, look at what we did with the new iPhone processor. And everyone's like, ah, fuck you. Get out of here. <laughs> like we want to see the colors. And it's just like the Apple TV. They tried to push that as like a gaming thing and it gets so close every time. And then it's like, no, we're not there yet. But you can like, you can use like Xbox and PlayStation controllers on iOS now. I, <laughs> wow. So this microphone stand that I'm using, I bought a, I bought an iPad holder for it. And so good when I'm in bed there, sometimes it'll take <laughs> yes. this microphone stand and just like set it in front of me like a little TV and I'll connect my Xbox controller to it and I'll connect my iPad to my Steam account and just play my Steam games and stream it from my desktop. Oh. It's, it's the coolest and sh- like dumbest thing I've ever done. Like I imagine it like, sounds so comfortable. It, <laughs> no, don't, I mean, it's cool as hell. But also I imagine it looks so stupid to just like I got all this extra stuff just so I can like have my iPad at eye level when I'm sitting up in bed and so I can play my desktop games. I like to imagine that you're laying down and you've arranged to your iPad is just right over your face. If I could do that, I would. <laughs> but uh, you know, I and I probably could with with this stand, but I haven't I haven't done it yet. I thought this is kind of where your story was going, but it makes mine worse now knowing that yours is like, oh, you just want to play your Steam games like that's super valid. I have a switch. I have Minecraft on that switch. My 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 only computer I have is like my work computer. So I was like, I'm finally going to get into like Bedrock Edition Minecraft because I miss Minecraft and I'm not going to buy a computer to play Minecraft, even though I was very tempted, (laughs) (laughs) even though it's the only game I would have played. So I started playing it on my switch, but the the switches aren't that powerful and Minecraft's gotten better. But anyways, it was like clunky and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to try playing on my iPad. And it plays a lot better because I like I have an iPad Pro. It's really powerful. Mm-hmm. And so I bought an Xbox controller solely to play one game on my iPad, <laughs> despite having like a switch and a pro controller, just so I can have that little bit of extra render distance. And so I play on my smaller iPad screen <laughs> instead of playing on my big screen because I want like the slightly powerful. Hey, man, slightly more it's powerful all thing. it's it's all I, I mean, for me, I think it's all about performance. I don't know. For yeah, me, no, I, that's fair. I mean, as, as far as like video games are concerned for me i value performance and higher frame rates over like how good it looks like i'll take i'll take a hit in graphic fidelity if it means it's going to be at least 60 frames 
Like That's that, fair. I'm not too picky about it. I like things looking like sharp and I don't like things being really slow, but I also just thought it was funny because I spent twice as much on that Xbox controller than I spent on Minecraft when I bought it like a decade ago. <laughs> just, I have an extra controller and sometimes those are very useful. Sometimes it's useful. I have only still used it for Minecraft. I keep it like in my bag with my iPad and Hell only yeah. use it for only use it for Minecraft. But one day I'll have an Apple Arcade game that I'm like, hmm, I really <laughs> want to play this one. Wish I had a controller. Wait. Now you do. Now I do. Do you guys remember, uh, well, I guess Luna, you didn't grow up in Montana, so you probably don't remember this, but maybe, maybe this had some crossover. We'll see. Um, I grew up in Tennessee for people that don't know. I did not know. So I'm glad that you answered that. Um, I answered the question that no one asked, but might've been thinking. (laughs) Uh, so there was, of course, like there was like those commercials for iPods that were like very colorful and there would be like people dancing. Yeah. The silhouettes dancing. Yeah. Yeah. And then like you would even see like just like sometimes just like ads. Um, sometimes they were like billboards or sometimes they were like in magazines, I think. But it would just be like one color still. And then you'd see like the person listening to the iPod. Yeah, like the say, black silhouette and then the solid color backgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was like classic iPod marketing. Right. So That's, here's the thing that I am curious if this made it over to Tennessee um, is in Montana somehow so many kids in middle school had shirts that were like the same style. They would be like silhouettes, like different colors, you know, it'd be like four panels, but in each of the panels, instead of a person, it would be like a moose and like a wolf. And I don't know what else, but it would say like, I moose and like, I wolf. Oh, oh I mean, I stuff. It wasn't specifically that because we don't have moose in Tennessee, <laughs> but that like, yeah, the, I think like I something was so big. Mm-hmm. It was everywhere. So that was a thing, but not specifically like bears and moose and shit. Okay. I, I, cause I had seen them in like, like Wyoming and like Utah and like other States and like Arizona just for sale at like different national parks. And so I always thought it was funny that it would just, it would usually say like the name of the national park at the bottom and it would just always be a different national park, but the logo and not the logo, the uh, design would be exactly the same. Yeah. I I feel like that's always a thing. Like I feel like the eye craze lasted longer than normal, but I feel like that's always a thing where it's like this very questionable. It's not questionable. It's like probably crossing copyright lines, <laughs> but it'll be like, now you see like among us stuff where it's like <laughs> not going to national parks is sus and like <laughs> stuff like that. So that was That's like good. a thing a little bit down and sell that to Yellowstone <laughs> or yeah, you could do like wildfires are sus. Probably that might be a little better. <laughs> Smoking the bears, Drake dressed in those like the weird spacesuit. And- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wildfires are the imposter and only you can vote them out. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. That almost makes like too much sense for it. I feel like it's got to be. It does. Like, it has to be like, a, like it, they clearly didn't get the reference, but they wanted to reference this thing. Only you can prevent the uh, being sus or something <laughs> like that. Like real. Yeah. Not very good. Yeah. The I, that kind of bringing it back to more iPod specific, like that craze of I before things 
was so strong. Like, do you guys remember iDogs? Did you have those? I didn't, but I saw them at the store. Yeah, I remember them, but I also did not have them. And they had like the dinosaur one too, I remember. They had a lot. I watched a video recently. I don't think it was from Dank Pods, but it was from somebody that was like, I went and collected every iDog product <laughs> there has been. Because the dog was the popular one. And it was like popular enough they did um, McDonald's toys for it. Like that's how oh, big I it was. remember that. And it was oh. basically just... I think maybe the original had a mic and it would like kind of listen to sounds and try to like move its head and it had lights on its face that, and it would kind of match the music, but it never really worked that well. And then later that you could like plug your iPod into it and it had a speaker and the speaker was so, so bad, Mm -hmm. but I thought they were so cool. I had one. It was like a little black one, but yeah, they did that. They did like the iCat. They did the IC, which was like I... CY and it was a penguin. Oh, I remember <laughs> that one too. Yeah. Wow. There, there are a lot of them, but I thought those were so cool. It's it's kind of it's kind of weird to think like how big of a craze like that I like I products were. Yeah. I, I always associate like an I an I named product with like it's kind of shitty. But then they also have like companies like iFixit, which produce very good quality tools, but I think just have a very shitty name. Yeah. That is very of probably the time that they started. Yeah. I mean, even Apple is moving away from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they still have iPhone at and some point, iMac and iOS, but most of their stuff, like mm-hmm. for a while, it was like every accessory, everything is i something. And now that's not the case anymore. I I feel like at some point, when, whenever they deem the, the, I, the iPhone number too big, might that's probably when they'll drop the i part of the phone and call it something completely new. Yeah, most of their stuff now is like Apple thing. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like starting with the Apple Watch, now it's like Apple Pencil, mm-hmm. uh, Apple AirPods, or just like AirPods. You know, like they'll still play off the Pod more than they play off like i for new products. Mm-hmm. Pod sounds very futuristic, whereas i does just sound tacky. Mm-hmm. It does, like, which is weird to think that it's only tacky because you associate i something. When it's not an i, if it's not an iPod, an iPhone, or an iPad, it's a pretty shitty quality product. Yeah, which is kind of like maybe that's why they're dropping it, just because like yeah, like it's a charger that you bought in a gas station. Bad. Yeah, like it's just the like they had no yeah. My little iPower charger with my iCable. cable. <laughs> yeah, I it that is strange. It reminds me of like like stuff from China used to be considered like higher quality and then it like swung really hard the other way Mm -hmm. and kind of swung back. It's just interesting. Like a thing becomes popular and then everyone wants to play off of that popularness and then it becomes like cringy. Yep. Definitely. Not that China's cringy, but I stuff is cringy, (laughs) (laughs) but there are other things just like, I don't know. Consumerism and stuff really loves to like just, beat that dead horse until <laughs> it is unrecognizable as a horse. Yep. The eye horse. I would wear that shirt now though. I moose the iPod one or the sus one? <laughs> I I'd wear the iPod one now and the sus one in 15 years. Uh, you want to be like when it comes back when it when it's far enough behind where it's like that's stupid. Yeah. And it's funny because this was tacky then. It's still tacky now, but it's tacky in a different way. Yeah. So or maybe I'd wear the sus one now. It's still I could see you funny. wearing it ironic. Everything starts ironically and then it becomes not ironic. That's true. But I could see you wearing either. I bet you could go to Goodwill in Missoula and find 
both of both shirts <laughs> probably pretty probably. easily you can buy i was just in the the mall here and you can buy like among us shirts that are oh mall. is it at that kiosk Very like thing. right across yep. from yep yep that kiosk I that if that. you've seen <laughs> once you've seen a million times in every mall in yep. all of america and i hate every single product that stall has but you yep. also can't stop reading every single t-shirt and just getting more and more mad <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you're like that's stupid that's stupid. You're like walking this around and you're stupid. like, I'm really uncomfortable because like it's a pandemic. There's a lot of people here. And then you look and you're like, that other uncomfortableness does not compare to what I am now feeling because <laughs> I saw that shirt and it, it's so bad. Mm-hmm. And then you go into Spencer's and you're like, I'm home. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is what I want. Yes. Which is, I don't know. I was just thinking, like, it's kind of funny to think that if some of those shirts, if I saw in a Spencer's, I would have not as negative of a reaction about I think it's because it's just like in an open floor plan in the middle of the mall across from Cinnabon. It's because like, of how many there are. There's so give many. Me, give me a store that sells one of those shirts and nothing else. And I'm like, yes, I will buy it yeah. because that's bold. But <laughs> yeah. but at that kiosk, it's like, get some skin in the game. You, what are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and they, they've got like just like polar opposites, opposite shirts too. It'll be like one that says like Trump loving daddy. And then they like. Three shirts away, you'll see when it's like Hillary Clinton should have won. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Guys, yeah. Like you are dipping your toes in every pool and not enjoying any of them. And it's just like, take a side. Oh, they're enjoying the money that comes in. There's always someone buying a shirt whenever I'm there, though. That's true. That's it's, the part that makes me uncomfortable because I see it and I'm like, there's a lot of stores here that should have closed down a while ago. And then I, and then, but that one, you're like looking at all these shirts and you walk around the other side of it and you're like, no. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What are you doing here? Yeah. Except one time I did see a shirtless guy buying a shirt there, and I was like, "Well, that makes sense." Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you got to get. You one can't of those. get into the other one. You had to buy one of those to like go into American Eagle. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to like you know if you enjoy those ironic shirts, but I just see it and I'm like, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't either. I wonder how many of them are sold ironically, and how many of them are sold sincerely. That's true, because at some point it becomes like greeting cards got so bad that it's like. Oh, that's funny now. And it's like, I think I'm funny because I'm smarter than the person that came up with it. When in reality, (laughs) that is not, they were smart enough to know I would do that. Like they're playing me. Mm -hmm. Capitalism like has me. (laughs) It's got all of us. us. Speaking of which, uh, if you'd like to subscribe to our Patreon, (laughs) what's that link, Josh? Uh, Why don't you tell the fine folks at home? Uh, Because I forgot it. Paul, it's the same as all the other ones. Well, hold on. Is it uh, NES underscore pot? Even Luna, she knows what it is. <laughs> okay, but and you just li- listened to an episode. That's not It's fair. because I just listened to an episode and you couldn't remember the link and Josh had to tell you in that episode. Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners know what to expect. You said it yourself. They like it when it's consistent and I consistently don't remember. Okay, well, I'm not a listener <laughs> and I don't like it that you don't know where we get our money from. Money. I'm all about capitalism. <laughs> Call me Mr. Capitalist. Mm. Yes, sir. Mr. Monopoly man. Yep. I guess, is there any final thoughts about iPods or any other things we want to touch on before uh, we move on to a segment? I've got a segment for today. Wow. Yeah, I'll do one more thing about iPods yeah, to go wrap for up it. the iPod stuff. Cause I had this thought earlier cause I was sitting there thinking like, I need to remember how to talk to people and I need to be able to talk about iPods and I thought I immediately just started thinking about 
all the excitement of like new iPods coming out because it felt like every year, specifically the iPod Nano, it was like every year that thing, you didn't know what it was going to look like. Like Steve Jobs went and reached in his pocket and you're like, oh shoot, it's the other way now. It is like the rectangle (laughs) has changed sizes. Oh, it's like, it's a completely different material this year. And now they like put out an iPhone that's like, it's totally redesigned. And you look at it and you're like, you couldn't have gotten away with that shit if that was an iPod. (laughs) <laughs> that looks the exact same as the last yeah. year. Like I, and I miss that and mm-hmm. I get it. It's cause they, they have to make so many and you can't just like mass produce. It's hard, mm-hmm. but I'm like, just, just do something <laughs> wild one of these days. And that's kind of why I like the new iMac because I'm like, oh yeah, that's weird looking. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something new to look at. And I think, I think a lot of that also just has to do with like, the maturity of that technology. Yeah. You know, cause it's like, I, at this, at this point until phones do something completely new, phones are just going to look like they are now. Yeah. You know? And like that, that goes, that goes for pretty much any sort of technology where it's like at a certain point it reaches, it reaches a certain maturity where like you can just expect these things to look like you're not going to see a wild looking Blu-ray player because we went through all the iterations. Because they're of what- cowards. They're cowards. <laughs> You could, that, that and that's like, what I want to see. It's the true. size of like a, a record player. It's a huge, big old box. And it's painted like an elephant, and it's got a big old trunk that unfurls to take the disc, and it rolls itself that's back up. That's bold. That's bold. Yeah. I'm going to be a designer. I, like people, like when Apple releases stuff and people are like, that's terrible, it's not useful, I'm like, good for them. <laughs> good for them. Like if somebody puts out something and everyone's like, we could all tell you this was a terrible idea. I'm like, no. I'm glad we didn't. Yeah, you did. You did something new. I want you to release something that makes me angry how bad it is. Like, and just try it. You're going to come out with a new one next year anyways. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good point. Like I whenever whenever a new tech comes out and I read comments, I'm all I and it's something that I really just need to stop doing. But I can't help myself because I just I just want to know what people think. And I'll just see comments where it's just like people complaining. and I'm like. The percentage of people complain, like all the people complaining are not going to buy this thing. Yeah. What are you complaining about when you're not going to buy it? Here's the deal. Like, yeah. Apple should have done this. 90% of the people are going to walk into a phone store, like a Best Buy and be like, I need a new phone. And the sales associate is going to sell them a new phone. Like, it doesn't matter what it looks like. I want to see, like... The, the fucking pair phone from iCarly, make that, <laughs> make that. It's going to be so uncomfortable to use and I will buy it because I'm like, yes, I am so like, it's capitalism, baby. No one gives a shit. Bring back innovation. Bring back innovation. Like I'm going to buy it anyways because you got me brainwashed, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's what I have to say. Tim <laughs> Cook, when you listen to this. He's one of our 20 listeners. Yeah, quit being a fucking coward. Quit being a fucking coward. And also, like, dissolve your company because you're <laughs> anti-competition. But anyways, I will keep buying your shit. But <laughs> I would prefer if it looked just as weird as you can make it. Yeah, bring antennas back. External ones. Hey, this iPhone? Hey, this one? <laughs> it doesn't do anything. <laughs> like, oh, just, we have this thing. What is it? Is it a stylus in there? No, no it's, it's an a, antenna. You remember, yeah, remember antennas? It doesn't do anything, but if you don't pull it out, we won't turn the 5G on. 
<laughs> it's no a more, software thing, but no it, we will face, turn it off. No more checking Facebook at work. <laughs> the boss is going to know you're not texting the client. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Hey, this one, the screen's on the back this time. Yeah. <laughs> There's no screen on this one. Hey, this one. Headphones only. Hey, this year, iPhone shuffle, no screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm texting instead of calling. T9 oh. only. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're getting rid of all iPhones. You have to bring yours back. Okay, they did say something in this Apple event that, I, that was yesterday. They said, they showed like the history of all the iMacs and they were talking about how thin the new one is. And they said, <laughs> I'm going to try to quote this as close to possible because it's absurd. And I'm surprised I haven't seen it memed everywhere. But they're like, we're getting closer and closer to our dream of making the computer disappear. Because <laughs> 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 like, they're like, if you turn it from the side, it almost disappears. And we want to make like this disappear. <laughs> and I was like, how did you think that was the right thing to say? That's pr- that. <laughs> That 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 is like that is an SNL sketch. It is. There like, was literally I remember an SNL sketch that sketch sketch that I thought was so funny, where they it was right after they announced the iPod Nano and they had like a fake Steve Jobs come on and they're like this one already obsolete chucks it off the screen they're like this one the iPod Micro and they keep getting smaller until he has one that he's just holding up his fingers <laughs> like closed and he goes this one. It holds a trillion songs. <laughs> and then at one point he goes, oh, what? Did I drop it? No, it's floating. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like, that's what it felt like. That's immediately what it reminded me of. Where I'm like, no one's asking you for this. That's really funny. <laughs> People would probably hate that too. You're like, oh, fuck. Have you seen? Have you seen the computer? <laughs> <laughs> I turned it sideways and. I lost it. Gone. It's, it's gone. And it'll still come in a huge box. It'll still come in a huge box and it'll cost a lot. To replace it'll it cost fixes. a ton of money. Anyways, segment time. That was my last thing. Fuck right. capitalism. <laughs> Apple, you're cowards. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, do you have any final thoughts before we move on to our segment? No, I think I I got through pretty much everything I wanted to talk about. All right. Well, I have a segment. Uh, another edition of this game has no name. Ooh. Of which I still do not have a theme song for. But. Wasn't Brendan going to make one? Yeah, he never did. <laughs> um, when, so earlier today, I went and looked through a pile of things that I had brought back from my parents' house because I was pretty sure I had my Zune and my MP3 player in there, and I did. But in this like pile of stuff, I also found this book that I really wanted. Like I begged my mom to get this book, and it's a book called Zabmondo, The Outrageous Book of Bizarre Choices. And I don't know why I really wanted to get this book. Part of it was probably because like there's some like slightly inappropriate questions about sex. And I'm like, ooh, there's sex in this book. Uh-oh. Mom, let me buy this. Um, but <laughs> Don't it, worry. There's definitely not sex in this book, Mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> buy it for me because I'm a good boy. But this is, this is essentially a would you rather book of questions or like, yeah, book of questions, book of would you rather questions. Um, there's a warning on the front. It says warning contains shocking content meant to inspire hilarious discussion. The questions inside may be nauseating, heinous, or disturbing heinous, but each is a field tested conversation starter that is guaranteed to provoke ridiculous fun, break the ice at any party. And if played correctly, 
open a unique window into the twisted imaginations of friends and family. Whoa. This sounds like somebody who was writing that, like that description of the book was watching like Law and Order SVU and was like heinous, disturbing. Those are great words for my book about <laughs> having fun with friends. I was going to say like, if the people that made Cards Against Humanity also made The Twilight Zone. Oh, that yeah. That's a good one. It was a little spooky. Yeah, this, I mean, this is kind of like, this. this is probably like Cards Against Humanity, like, for its time. I'm trying to find a publishing date. 2001 mm. is when this book was published. It walked so Cards Against Humanity could run. It definitely did. Um, so what I'm going to do here is uh, we're going to run through two questions. And we're just, we're just going to, I'll have each one of you pick a number between 1 and 404, which is how many pages are in this book. Mm. Um, and then we'll just run through those two questions. So we'll start, uh, Luna, we'll start with you. Pick a number between 1 and 404. 17. 17. It's my favorite number. All right. So this goes out to both of you here. Would you rather be trapped in jail with a guard who hates you or a cellmate who hates you? Uh, I, th- I think I know my answer. Um, I'm going to go with guard who hates me uh, because I feel like if there was ever a chance that you could overpower a guard, probably with your cellmate who's your buddy, and if the guard is your friend, I mean, the guard's going to go home at the end of the day and your cellmate is there just with you. He could kill you. I don't know. He could stomp on your food. I don't know what he's going to do, <laughs> but it'll probably be bad. And the guard, I mean, you're still in a cell. That's a good point. You're kind of protected. I That didn't sound as eloquent as I thought it might. I mean, I get where you're coming from. You're less likely to die Yeah, with the other one, but Luna, what do you think? I was also going to say the guard. Yep. I I would also agree with that. I just think like, yeah. Yeah, You're, you're less likely to die when you're not with in the same room as a prisoner who hates you. Yeah. I know. Like I was going to say this, like, it's true. I don't know anything like I'm, this is mainly from like media where it's like, Oh, become like friends with the guard and you'll get bumped up and shit. I don't want to play that game. Like fuck the prison industrial complex. (laughs) Me and this guy are buddies, and we're probably wrongfully imprisoned here, and prisons suck. Yep. Uh, all these pages, by the way, also have, like, little blurbs in there, uh, just about, like, something related to to the question at hand. Uh, this one has top 10 prison flicks. <laughs> We've got number 10, Ernest Goes to Jail. Wow! We've got number 9, The Green Mile. <laughs> okay. Number 8, Women in Cell Block 7. Have you heard of any of these yet? Ernest goes to jail. Uh, you guys haven't heard of Green Mile? I haven't I've heard, heard of, of any Green of Mile. these yet. It's it's like a pretty famous one. I I this is the only list I'm sure of that the Green Mile is on <laughs> the same list as, as Ernest. Ernest goes to jail. <laughs> Number seven, The Great Escape. Number six, Birdman of Alcatraz. Number five, Slammer Girls. Number four, Lisa the Wicked Warden. Number three, Papillon. Number two, The Shawshank Redemption. Heard of that one. And what do you think is number one? I mean, you took off Shaw- or Shawshank Redemption's already on there. <laughs> Ernest Goes to Jail is already on there. So is Green Mile. Uh, it's 2001, so Holes can't be on there. <laughs> I have no idea. It's Cool Hand Luke. Oh. Half of those sounded like porno <laughs> movies. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. 
Uh, Paul, pick a number between 1 and 404. That isn't 17. Okay, I'm going to go 404, baby. 404, the last question of the book. Would you rather... it's not something stupid like, would you rather review this book on Amazon? (laughs) (laughs) All right, number 404. Would you rather wear a motorcycle helmet to bed every night or always sleep with shoes and jeans on? Hmm. I'm going to have to pick the motorcycle helmet because my feet get real warm at night and I would it would drive me crazy to have shoes on. Unless I get to pick the shoes, in which case I could pick shoes. I was going to say no they bottoms. didn't specify. Yeah, but that's fair. Assuming it's normal shoes, I'm picking the helmet. I would say shoes and pants because I just think it would be, I feel like, there would be no way to lay my head comfortably if it was inside of a motorcycle helmet. I would agree with that. And as much as my feet also get hot, I think my head doesn't get hot now because it doesn't have a motorcycle helmet <laughs> on it. <laughs> That's why you open up that visor. But your, mm. your ears are if, still covered. What if something falls on your head in the middle of the night? Boom, you're covered. I guess so. Are you are you trying to tell us you already sleep with a motorcycle helmet on? <laughs> are you trying to justify your current actions? Maybe I wrote this book years ago and planted it in Josh's stuff and then hoped he would make a segment out of it and then picked the exact question I was hoping for so that I could bring up this exact topic. Yes, I wear a motorcycle helmet to bed every night. And I'm tired of hiding. Well, I think you're wrong because I also agree with Luna. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have comfortable shoes and jeans, so... See, I, for some reason, went straight to like my, my like hiking boots. <laughs> and yeah, just the shoes. I have comfortable shoes. Still. I'd sleep in them. I have. On a plane. Yeah. I did that yesterday. Uh, you slept in Josh's shoes <laughs> on a plane? <laughs> yeah. Wow. The uh, little tidbit here at the end uh, is, here we are at the very last question, and each one has contained the letter E and O and R, Yet Ernest Vincent Wright was able to write Gadsby, a 50,000-word novel, without ever using the letter E. That's your uh, fun fact for the day. Another Ernest reference. Yep. Wait. You're not going to do one? Oh, I guess I could do one. Yeah. Also, he couldn't have had a byline on there because E is the first letter in the name Ernest. Checkmate. Okay. Ernest. Well. Oh, that would have been a great Ernest movie. It's it's just Queen's Gambit with Ernest. (laughs) Yeah. Louis, right. did you ever watch Ernest movies? No. I, I saw Queen's Gambit. You're a bit younger than us, so I guess that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I was busy listening to like Toby Mac and being a child. <laughs> All right. I'm going to just randomly pick one. All right. Would you rather have to always eat standing up or always enter your car from the passenger door? I feel like for a lot of people, the passenger door is a real thing. I mean, I'd rather do that. I would hate to like be at a fancy restaurant and be the only one. I was going to say this one seems this one feels like an obvious choice, which is the car lopsided just by the number of times, like the number of times you have to get in your car versus eat. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not really that hard, honestly. No, that's a pretty straightforward. I'd yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Cause it would just be so awkward to like. I don't know, just be at a restaurant that, or like a nice restaurant. And it's like, well, I'm the only one standing up and eating. This yeah. is weird. Yeah. It, it, it is funny to imagine like, we have, you uh, being on like a date or something and like, they're like getting in your car and you're like, oh, 
me first. And you're like, <laughs> well, oh, you're opening the door? No, it's yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, you right. have to come in through the driver's side. We'll smooch on the way <laughs> on the way in. Uh, how many is in your party? Four? All right. Uh, we're out of tables. Is the booth okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> Standing on the edge of a booth. <laughs> how high is the ceiling above the booth? <laughs> Can you measure? Is it one of those booths that's like on a little ledge? Because in that case, <laughs> probably can't do that. Uh, here's some random car statistics that hopefully I can read because it's gotten a little dark in here. Uh, number of American guys who lost their virginity in a car, one in seven. Number of times the average American guy has ever had sex in a car, 5, 1.5, 15. Oh, no, 15. Number of times. Okay. Car drip, huh? That's a. Could you say that one again? Number of times the average American guy has had sex in a car. Fifteen. Fifteen. That seems. I don't odd. know who they. I don't know who they're surveying. There has. To, I mean, this must- was written in like the early two thousands when I feel like it was like like. I don't know why the culture of the early 2000s feels like guys would be lying about that kind of stuff. Mm. <laughs> no, probably. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I've had sex in a car. I've had sex. I've had everywhere. sex in a car. I've had How many sex- of my friends have not had sex? In, probably six. I can probably think of six guys that have not had sex in a car. <laughs> Fifteen times, too. Maybe there was also just one outlier who's who was like, yeah, I've done that probably 500. Like, 15,000 times. Well, that adds up everybody else's quite a bit. They ask seven guys and only one had had sex in a car, but he'd done it so many times. <laughs> yeah. uh, car driven almost exclusively by men. Porsche 911, car driven almost exclusively <laughs> by women, Volkswagen Cabriolet. Is that a statement? Is that a fact or is that just a, a sentence they said? No, all of those end in question marks. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, that's just a... I mean, I mean, the first part was presented as a question and then the answer. If that's what you were wondering. So they said that only men drive Porsche 911. Mostly. Almost, almost exclusively. Oh, almost exclusively. Porsche I, 9, thought it said, I thought you said exclusively. I was kind of, I don't know. I was caught up on it, I guess. But it's like, how did they know that? Yeah. I don't know. But there's a little bit of Zab Mondo, a book that I really <laughs> wanted when I was a kid. <laughs> Zab Mondo. Zab Mondo. Josh, that's going to be your new nickname on this podcast. All right. You have Josh, to remember it. Zab Mondo. You're going to have to remember it. Zabmondo. Josh Zabmondo. Tyra. Well, if you have any, uh, if you have answers to any of those <laughs> would you rathers uh, or have any thoughts about iPods, you can send those to us on Twitter and Instagram at NES underscore pod, or you can send an email to nostalgia system podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash NES underscore pod and uh, Paul's favorite website, which is our Patreon, patreon.com slash NES underscore pod. Uh, Luna, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, I'm on most social media as Check for Moon. Uh, probably don't follow me there. <laughs> <laughs> you can if you want. I make no promises of the quality or type of content you will find. <laughs> if you have any concerns or questions about things I said, don't ask them. <laughs> <laughs> this is like an anti-plug. I like it. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I was trying to channel like Paul energy of just like, I'm fucking done with this. (laughs) It's more just I don't want the pressure of asking someone to do anything. Like, I want to be able to get on those social media sites and post post whatever I want and be like, I didn't ask any of you to be here. Go ahead and unfollow. 
<laughs> well, no one engages with this show, and I'm assuming by extension anyone that has been on the show. So, yeah, this is the this is the real death mark on uh, on your social media. So sorry if you were hoping. Hmm. Yeah, you're gonna lose followers. <laughs> yes, that's what I've been hoping for. <laughs> uh, Paul, anything you want to plug? Uh, no. I mean, my episode is finally out on the Rolling Stone studs. Oh, that's right. Of the Beach Boys Boys podcast. So uh, go give that a listen. It's a lot of fun. Hopefully they'll fix my audio by the time you listen, but <laughs> no promises. Who knows? Well, you can you can think of it like a Mad Libs. Exactly. Just fill it in with whatever you want. Whatever. I'll put an audio from this yeah. show into into that into that episode and we'll make an entirely new thing. And then we'll publish it. Yeah. It's ours now. I doubt they copyright their episodes. Nope. Do we? I don't no. know. <laughs> Like, no, I guess if neither of us know. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's it for this week. Um, thanks so much for listening. Share the show with your friends. We want more. I want more people to listen. If you share it with a few friends and then they share it with a few friends and you all give each other a dollar, eventually that's like a pyramid scheme and it works out for everyone. That's not at the bottom. And then you mail us those dollars. Mm-hmm. Yep. Please. You don't even have to mail them. Go on Patreon.com. That's true. Slash NES underscore pod. Oh, yes. you got it. I wanted to say it, but I wanted to see if you knew it. <laughs> I thought about that. I was like, oh, is she going to say it? No. No. Nope. She's going to let me <laughs> tricky, say it. Tricky, tricky. Paul, what are we talking about next week? Um, well, Josh, if I... Oh, boy. I always get it mixed up. Dancing, to put it generally. <laughs> <laughs> and yep. to put it more specifically, you can find out next week... <laughs> If you've made it this far in the episode, good for you. Yep. Well, we'll see you next week for whatever we're talking about. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.